Welcome back again. The sequel in our Alien franchise coverage, Aliens. We don't have anything to say we've watched this time around, correct? No. Everyone got a zero? Done that. Done that. In-laws ruined it for me. (laughs) I've got nothing. But, so we'll take a quick break immediately. Chuck on the trailer for 1986's Aliens. Audiences and critics agree. Aliens is the wild roller coaster ride moviegoers have been waiting for all summer. That's right outside the door. The best action film of the year. Unbelievably exciting. Sheer exhilaration. Fasten your seatbelts for the ultimate summer action film. Aliens will blow you through the back wall of the theater. Sigourney Weaver. Aliens. Now playing everywhere. Aliens. From 1986, directed by and written by James Cameron, who Hack. did Terminator 2 <laughs> and True Lies. There seems to be a, a bit of a theme going on with directors in this series. Uh, it's produced by Gail Ann Hurd, who did The Hulk and The Relic. It stars Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, Michael Bean as Hicks, Bill Paxton as Hudson, and Paul Reiser as Burke. The budget for this was $18.5 million, which is about $7 million more than the, the original. Still pretty low. And box office was $131 million worldwide. A little bit of trivia. Hicks was actually initially played by James Raymar, but he was replaced mm. after a couple of days. I believe it was uh, on-set disagreements with James Cameron. Maybe, right. maybe no one can listen but to I his think, voice uh, anymore. I they don't think, want to punch him in the head. I think <laughs> also that he mentioned uh, some possible drug problems at the time as well. No, not in the 80s. So, yeah, that... Yeah, that, you're that kidding? Like, probably nah. not cocaine. <laughs> so, so that means he had like an $8,000 a day habit everyone else had a 4000 <laughs> We're going to cut this guy. <laughs> He's snorting all the coke. Maybe he couldn't keep up with Sigourney and she said he was a wuss so they kicked him off. <clears throat> all right, uh, Alistair's thoughts again on Aliens. He basically says it is a straight up... It's a masterly action movie. The dialogue's endlessly quotable. James Horner's music is brilliant. The weapons and vehicles are incredibly cool. And most of all, the ensemble cast are sensational, with Sigourney Weaver knocking it out of the park. A masterpiece like the first film and one of, if not the finest action movie ever made. He did have one negative, though. Mm. He kind of was a bit peeved about how they took the, the first creature, which was kind of that sort of slinking in the darkness kind of death machine sort of thing that attacked them all and turned it into kind of like the queen that kind of has, you know, a, a big nest of... Whole um, armada. Yeah, and, and they just sort of mown down by, you know, gun-toting yep. soldiers. Right. Very minor negative by the sound of things based on the rest of it. But thank you, Alistair, again, mate. You're pretty much on the money. Jared, what are yeah, your thoughts? Yeah, um, again, he's mowed me grass. I've had a couple of these uh, Alistair, don't <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't have a lot, a lot more to add. I just think it's, uh, it's for mine. It wraps up possibly the best one-two punch. If we're talking about the first two movies of a tril- uh, of a of a series, there's not much better. There's only a couple that would go in this in this class. Um, it does it does twist things a little into the action uh, genre, which. Doesn't bother me, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously, still in our in our wheelhouse. You're a uh, rom com guy, don't you? Yeah, yeah, of course. I would have liked for Ripley and Paul Reiser to sort of spark something up there. <laughs> Mad about uh, you, <laughs> stuff in space. But 
I'm going to go out and give it a five as well. I think these two are just, every time I watch them, it's like I prefer one over the other, but it changes. They're both so damn good, like to watch them one or two. I've never watched either of them separately. I've watched them both back to back every time within, you know, a couple of days of each other at most. And there's just very little to nitpick about both of them for mine. So I'm going to go a five as well. Kiba? Okay. <clears throat> well, that, those that listened to the last episode will now kind of paint myself in the corner with this one. You got a half a star to, to make up somewhere. <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually, I'm actually okay with this one. Um, I, I loved it as well. I think it's awesome. Um, Jared's kind of alluded to the, alluded to it. It's it's such a different movie, but also still feeling like a t- continuation of the same uh, storyline and narrative. But it's so different in, in tone in a lot of the ways. It, it doesn't have the atmosphere we talked about with the first one. But it makes up for it in a lot of other ways. I've only got one major, major dislike of this movie, and we'll obviously get to that later on. But I didn't really have a major, major dislike of the first one. So I'm going to go with a four for this one, um, which seems a little bit harsh, but I basically fucked myself. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Just revise. Yeah. (laughs) When when we get to the dislikes, I don't think anyone's going to argue with me with my major dislike. So it's enough to bring it down that far. Um, I should have given the first one a five, and uh, this one could have been a four and a half. But I can't give them the same grade. I'm going to cry in a minute. (laughs) Uh, It's it's incredible. It's an awesome movie. Really well done. So. I'm like you, Jared. I'm also a five out of five. Fuck. If I actually, <laughs> if, if I had to pick between the two of them, even though, I, I, as I said in the last episode, they're different films. This is the better film for me. I prefer the first one. Mm. I, th- I think this. I lo- this. This just pips it. Just pips it's it. It's so close. Like last time I watched them together, I thought. This one, yeah, clear cut. I like Aliens better. This time around, I thought, shit, maybe I liked Alien better. Like, they're so damn close. And that's it? the thing about this, this you, what you were saying about the one-two punch and how, you know, what a start to a franchise that we, you could go either way depending couldn't, on couldn't how you feel there. when you watch it. Yeah. Um, this one is just, James Cameron has done a fantastic job to keep a feel and an atmosphere similar mm. Not as well done as Ridley Scott did, but he makes up for it with his strength, which is those action scenes, which are just brilliant. Like, they still hold up. They are still so well done today. Mm. And it's just it's just a masterpiece of action filmmaking, and it just shows build the adrenaline and then take the, take the pressure off for a bit, then build the adrenaline again. That's, that's great action movie work. You know, you don't have an action scene that goes for 40 minutes. Mm. You have a five-minute sequence, and you you get that. Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> that, Just shut up. That sort of stuff wouldn't like this stuff. Probably wouldn't be as um, popular today because it's not doing the same sort of beats as what they're supposed to have. Unless now. you're a movie, probably auteur, wouldn't get. Like we are. Well, it probably wouldn't. It probably wouldn't get to the. Um, Probably wouldn't get to the screen because the producers would have too many notes. Nah, this shit takes too long. <laughs> well, plus, it'd be shown at Sundance on these budgets. Yeah. No one would give it a t- the time of day That's anyway. Right. Imagine if you gave James Cameron, a, you know, the two movies together, gave him a you know twenty five dollar million dollar budget. He'd ask you, "Is that just for one scene?" Yeah. Like, the yeah. fact that they made both of these on shoestrings and they're as good as they still are is a miracle. Mm. Straight into the likes. Again, the opening scene of this movie, it does a really, really smart move. Because this is seven years later in terms of filmmaking, you know, actual time Real between world, yep. film, they start with Ripley exactly where we left her, but putting it 57 years in the future almost wipes the slate clean. Mm. Like, this is yeah. a new chapter 
in the same universe. Yep. Yeah. So it's a really, really smart way to start. I actually, I had the very, very same like to start things off, like passing in terms of in terms of the timeline in the movie. Passing fifty-seven years is is a bit of a masterstroke because it continues that isolation that the whole first movie built up. The the whole crew in the first one felt isolated. She ended up all on her own by the cat. So you may as well be on your own. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then when she gets back, she's safe and she's back among people. And the first thing that they do is sort of cut her off from everyone again. Because it's been 57 years. Yeah. And they sort of, they cut off, you know, talk about the daughter and all that sort of stuff. And it sets things up later on, but initially it's just bang, you're still on your own. It doesn't matter how many people are here, you are just all alone. I also love the the little like the the nightmare sequence is a bit of a nod to to Kane's death. Mm, it's, mm. it's almost shot very similarly. Yeah, you know, the way she she's laying down, yeah, and then she's trying to fight them off and all that. Yeah, really, the killer. Really nice um, little nod to the original film. Mm-hmm. The score by James Horner is bloody awesome. Is like, he is he best best all time for movie uh, movie? Soundtrack? It's one. It's it, gotta I, be. I've got to be honest. It's one of the great. Soundtracks, uh, you know, it's right up there with your Jaws and all them. Yeah. It doesn't have the thing that it doesn't have is it doesn't have that same recognizable theme. Yeah. But I think that's a product of why it's so damn good is because it's less is more. Like, yeah. He knows it's got exactly, the again. It's yeah, got, yeah. It knows exactly where to put it and where to ramp it up and where to just say, nah, it's just going to be one little note or one little sort yeah. of sound. Or, it's just awesome. It's really, really well done. I do like that sort of recap of the first film they'd have when she's in the boardroom mm. with all the suits talking yeah, about the inquiry. 426 and then that's where they spring on oh it's been colonised yeah yeah. and I watched the theatrical cut I didn't watch the director's cut but oh, I have the seen the director's cut, cut. Yeah. yeah same that, that's why he probably took out the that sequence where they show the colony with the kids riding around on the bikes and stuff yeah because he'd already done it he'd already told us yeah so he didn't really need it but the director's cut is equally as good. Yeah. Actually, uh, on the intro to the director's cut, I found it really interesting that he said the reason why I put this stuff back in was because at the time the movie was being made, the conventional wisdom was you can't have it that long. Yeah. Like, you just cannot do it. Which is straight, yeah, today, easy. Yeah, Two wish someone would apply conventional wisdom to Michael Bay Transformer movies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what an assault on the senses. <laughs> but it's funny that... Um, you look back at it because James Cameron wasn't quite James Cameron then, but yeah. now he can just do whatever the yeah. fuck he wants. Three he and a half hours. Hour three and a half hours, James, no problems. <laughs> How much more money do you want? <laughs> I think all the, all the Avatar sequels are basically one movie, aren't they? And he's yeah, just yeah. cutting them up he into little Yeah, it pieces, sounds like yeah. it. So and that could be a monstrosity. Mm. So, um, so probably good that he got a little bit applied to it, but it's also good to see his vision the way he wanted it now in a time when 150 mm. minutes doesn't seem quite as bum-numbing as some of the stuff yeah. we've seen. <laughs> I mean, it's the same with, um, just to get slightly off the track, he's, he's got a director's cut of The Abyss, mm. and it's probably better. Yeah, I The think director's better. cut is better, but he took out basically half an hour of yep. that and took out an entire subplot. Um, that was, was that the part where he was drowning actors and things? Or? Yeah, that's where Ed Harris was to kill him. This kind of stuff. An excellent, another great ensemble cast. Yeah. It is really, really strong. Very um, good, very good. And this is Sigourney Weaver at her best. This this is, you know, it's an Oscar-nominated performance, which mm. is bloody rare, certainly back in 1986 for a, a science for fiction yeah. alien <laughs> action film. 
and you can see why the Ripley character has kind of endured. Yeah. I think this is the one that makes her puts right. her up there it's with yeah, yeah. Your John McClane's and all these sorts of action heroes. Gibbo mentioned it before too, but in terms of the time period, this one's really diverse. Like you've got two women. One of them's Latino and she's an absolute ass kicker. Um, You've got two black guys and one of them's in a position of authority. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, you know, for the time. Dude, have... I love Apone. Apone is awesome. She's the guard. There's one awesome. sequence where it's it's down to about that big. It's it, just it, a little nub. He's yeah. just saying, oh, it's, just it's kind of at the, t- at the um, you know, in this period of time, we look back on some of these movies and go, wow, like Hollywood was like really pretty heavily racist. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Still to this day, we get movies that are whitewashed and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So to have this one in 86 and have a little bit of the diversity, towards the end, it does get whitewashed. The, yeah. the survivors are all white, but yeah. there is, you know, two women in there. That's a pretty, I, pretty big I, thing. The other thing I love about A-Pode is all these little, um, his little speeches. Mm. Another day in a cause, like a day on the farm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. Hudson goes, gets up and goes, oh, my, um, my feet are cold. Do you want me to fetch your slippers? <laughs> yeah. He says, would you do that for me, sir? Look into my eyes. I've got to say, for the first, when we get the Colonial Marines, for the first 15 minutes there together, he was my favourite. No, oh, no yeah. question. He was yeah. putting people I into place. I love that whole sequence where you see them eating. They're talking about Arterian poontang. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yours look like a dude. It doesn't matter if it's Arterian. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> I loved all that because it kind of, they're, they're bantering. And it's something I I think this is basically a screenwriting masterclass in how to give us all those characters in a short space of time. And gives them some dimension. It's a the bit like is, a, it's a bit like a Shane Black. Yeah, yeah, real well, mm. quickly to the point, and your characters are across, and they're di- somewhat dimensional. Like mm. not, you, you couldn't give them all three dimensions, but you could give most of them something. Yeah, we got a fair bit about about some of them. The, the, yeah. the Marines that we spend time with, we actually do know a little bit about their character, yeah. and that's. Yeah, it's it's good, and it all comes from that banter, which is kind of you know you're laughing at it and going along with it as it's happening, but then you actually sort of know who's who, which is. And the knife scene is awesome. Like it's so cool, but it also shows us he's synthetic, yeah. and it's very similar to how Ash we first with see he's synthetic with the sweat. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's just a little nick on his hand. So I really like that. Again, it's just sort of just those little tiny little bits that are just showing us all the characters and yeah. it's done in half an hour we know everybody there's a little yep. bit of foreshadowing there though with the with the knife scene that you're talking about with the hand and how he nicks himself and then someone makes, makes the note you know oh, I thought you never missed and I thought that had really come up it was sort of really obvious I yeah. thought it would come up later on and it never really comes yeah. back yeah that was so, it that was interesting because I do say that yeah I thought it was like a big thing to, to him for some reason yeah. and it's never really covered off on later no, no. I actually think uh, Lance Henriksen again Got to get his own like. Yeah, cast. yeah. Like, yeah. We've spoken about him before. I mean, like last last time we were talking about him, I was saying that he's got a unique ability to be a good guy and a bad guy and be equally equally great in both yeah. parts, yeah, depending on the part. Yeah. This one, he was just awesome. He actually looks like sometimes he does things with his eyes, and you're like, I think he might be a robot. He <laughs> yeah. might actually be a robot. Like. He's Have just, they replaced him with... Jim Henson's yeah. really stepping it yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone He's away lift- from massive noses and eyeballs. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's just a couple of little things about him. Like, 
One's the, the sort of receding hairline that makes it look like his hair is just sort of stapled on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then other times, you know, he does things with his eyes or someone talks to him and then his eyes sort of drift off for a second or two and then back to them. Yeah. Well, like, I, think I think that he was is also a, bit of a robot. I think that was also sort of doing a little bit of the um like Ash in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. They do there's a sequence where he's looking through the um you know, mic- microscope at the the guts of a, a face hunter. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. And one of the guys comes along and says, Bishop, Bishop, your stuff's here. And he kind of turns like that and looks at him. It just looks past him, basically. And you think to yourself, is he fucking not Yeah. Like, is he going to go a bit better as well? Yeah. Mm. So I really like that. It's a, it's a, it's a yeah, one-second sort of quick look. Yeah. But it, I think it's deliberate. I think but it's very, been done. There's very few guys who can, who can, like I take the example of, you know, when um, Ripley knocks the, <laughs> knocks the cornbread out of his head. And he looks sort of genuinely like, oh shit, you know. Then you go back to some of the some of the movies we've seen him as a villain, and he's just creepy as shit. There's few, there's not many actors that can yeah. balance that sort of those different roles and do them equally as well. Yeah, for sure. But the cast is again, I give a massive um, special mention to Paul Reiser. I think mm. he's great. He's he's really he starts off kind of nice. Yeah, like Paul he's Reiser a nice guy. He's, he's a good kind guy. of. You know, oh look, you know, we, we're going to get you back, and we, you know, we're going to go out there and we're going to exterminate them. And then he just slowly morphs into this sleazy kind yeah. of scumbag who's got a hidden agenda. Yeah. Well, I had those two tied together because they played them off. It was like taking the Ash character. If it wasn't for the Ash character, neither of these two would have been in the in the second one mm. because Paul Riser is the Ash. But then they throw Bishop in to just throw this little oh red herring. He's the one to distrust and and but Riser is. Better because for mine, I think he's better because he goes longer thinking this guy's on her side, and then it just turns on its head. Yeah. But then you've still got you've still got Bishop there to kind of think oh, he's the one that should be we should be looking at. Mm-hmm. I think those two go together really well, yeah. and it was just excellent casting yeah. for both of them. Fantastic, and I think everybody in it is really really good. Not everybody, sorry, no. Not a hundred percent. Not a hundred percent. Most of them. There's there a couple. Is, there of, is one person in particular that I'm going to bash the shit out of. But um, I think I know who it is. <laughs> I also love uh, some of the dialogue. Um, Vasquez, have you ever been mistaken for a man? <laughs> no. Have you? <laughs> it's far more or, uh, than the first one. She said. Uh, someone said alien. She thought they said illegal alien. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's far more quotable than the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, just just top to bottom. There's lines. I mean, there's lines that you forget and you come back to and watch it again, and you like Apone. Yeah. I, I forgot almost all of his lines, so I was just loving it this yeah, time yeah. around. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this guy's great. You grin every time he speaks. <laughs> yeah. I just love when he comes out of the pod and he's already got a cigar in his hand. Like he went to sleep holding a cigar so he could throw it straight in his gob as soon as he came to. Yeah, yeah. assholes and elbows. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. But also, you know, getting back to what you were saying about Paul Reiser and Bishop, there's also Gorman in yep. the mix who's also you don't know what his caper he's is. He's out of his depth. Because he's yeah. out of his depth and then yeah. he gets hit on the head, but then he reappears just prior to the big end. Could he also be somebody who's yeah. a little bit shaky? Yeah. So I really like that. He kind of sets up this group of grunts who are – some of them have got other sort of motivations and issues – and I liked that. I thought that was really good. I actually had one that we skipped over. The way they returned to the facehugger and they used Newt's family to do it. And I think 
there's this belief out there that Aliens just drops the whole subtlety and the sort of slow build and just is balls to the wall the whole way, and it's not. There's actually sort of slow build up to it. There's subtlety. That's a perfect example of how you don't see any of that. All you see is the mother race back and mm. do the call or whatever, and you just see the dad wrapped up. Yeah, that's it. And then they cut away from it after a few seconds. Yeah, and they, I mean it continues throughout the movie. But I thought that was the first example of okay, this is a little bit more than just. Get a gun and shoot everything, you yeah. Know. But also the first hour, it's slow building. Yeah, it's very, it's it's much, very I much slow build. The first movie, I they use a little bit minutes. of that. One thing that Alien did really well, and Ridley Scott did really well, is the camera sort of prowling slowly across things. Mm. And Cameron does a bit of that in this. He does. He, he actually does quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite there. It's not quite no, at that it's level. No, it's not at the level of the first one. But you see, you know, when they first get to the colony and start going through it. It's five minutes of just walking through with a beep, beep, yeah. beep, beep, and a few lines of dialogue, and it's definitely an homage to it, anyway. Yeah, and even you know when they find the they find the, the sort of cocoons and yeah. the, the hive, even that takes a little bit of time and takes a little bit of build up. Then it you know there's flames and shit, yeah. <laughs> gunfire and but, everything. But that's, but that, that's his up. wheelhouse, though. The yeah. fact is, he wasn't hired for this for that subtlety. No, but he was there is actually for the, for the balls to the wall. But yeah. he goes. What I love about this movie, and I think that as far as great sequels go, this is why this is in that equation, is because the guy's got genuine love and reverence for the first one. Yeah, and it and doesn't he's trying just veer... to give you something. Yeah, it doesn't just veer straight away. Mm. It takes cues and does things that the first one does yeah. and then takes its own direction yeah. with it. Yeah, and but I think even, that's fantastic. Even like another one of my big likes was building the sort of the universe, taking it back to where you know, Ripley goes home and whatever, and we see a little bit more. We see a little bit of the company. We see the Marines with their weapons and their vehicles and stuff, but it's still fairly contained. They mm. just give you a few of those, and they're awesome, but when you look at it, it's still pretty contained. It's still yeah. contained to a small group of people. It's still contained to, a, you know, a, a couple of vehicles and a power loader and all that sort of stuff, but it's like it, is, it, it expands it just enough for Cameron to do what he needs to do, mm. but it doesn't just... You know, throw the kitchen sink in there. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely right. Talk about building the universe too. One of my likes was the, uh, the mention of the Cyberdyne systems. So <laughs> yeah, the, that's the, right. the Terminator tie-in. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely forgot that there was anything even tenuously linking these because you've got the you know the aliens and the predators link up, obviously. But the fact that Cameron threw in a little Terminator reference as yeah. well, I, I really like that. Very good. Yeah. So that you know, oh Bishop, oh, oh yeah, that must have been one of the old Cyberdyne systems models. Yeah. They're always just a, bit, sort of, a bit faulty. Yeah, you just yeah. gleefully sort of laughing yeah. along with it. Yeah, but it's nice. It's just gently thrown in. It's yeah. not kind of. Shoved in your face to say, "Oh, we're talking about the Terminator." Yeah, he doesn't say, "I'll be back" or anything yeah. like that. It's not that, <laughs> no not quite that on the nose. Yeah. A flat top. Um, <laughs> motion trackers updated in this one with that awesome sound that yeah. beep beep yeah. beep beep as they get cl- like absolutely phenomenal. I think that's yeah. that's that is part of what makes gives this movie a little bit of suspense. Yeah, it was it's a big not, upgrade on the first one. It's not not that it hasn't got suspense. But you wouldn't call it in the pants-wetting department that the first one's kind of in. <clears throat> no. But they do enough, he does enough to build those suspense sequences to mm. then get to the explosive stuff. Yeah. That scene where they're in the hive and then they suddenly start coming out of the walls. Yeah. 
is that's that's very suspenseful, you know. Yeah. As yeah, you know, Hudson's yelling out there, I'm moving around here, and it's not us. You and know? it actually sort of it works better for this because it's a little little tiny bit of that noise rather than because if I recall, the first one was more of a like a buzzing or yeah, sort of yeah. whirring, whereas this one. It's a little bit of noise that just keeps getting more and more, and then we've got heaps of noise with gunfire yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So I think but it I works really, 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 really well. It was good that that was brought back in and then kind of souped up a little. Mm. Yep. Just souped up. The only other tense scene um, that I really liked was uh, when they're all in the in the air, air vents and Newt's trying to lead them through the air vents yeah. and they're all, like, gradually they're losing them at different turns yeah, and yeah. people are running out of ammo and they're trying to shoot back and stuff. That was the same sort of thing. So it was kind of action, but it had the tense because as soon as Newt leaves and then Sigourney's like, shit, do I chase yeah, Newt? Yeah, yeah. Or do I go back and help these guys find where they're going? I'll lose her. Yeah. That was really like a tense scene as and well. And then it so. pulls in the some of the players that you thought were a bit... You know, like Gorman, he was a waste of space. Then he comes back into yeah. the action and does something sort of heroic. I, you know, I really like some of those those things. And that was tense stuff because, yeah. again, you get the claustrophobic yeah. feel in those crawling through the air vents and stuff. It kind of tightens everything up. Yep. Yeah, I, re- I really do like that sequence where they come out of the walls and then it, they're running back to the, the truck yeah. and then she takes charge. Like that's when we really see her step right up and yeah. she takes charge of the whole situation and gets in there and gets him. Yeah, that really shakes up the pecking order and where Gorman sort of just chokes and yeah. she just takes over. And Got to say, know, though, if, if I'm in that team, I'm not waiting for Gorman to tell me to get out. Like no, I'm, I'm gone. Yeah. I am gone. Some comes out of the wall. <laughs> Fuck you, Gorman. <laughs> yeah, I'm, back to, I'm back to the little vehicle and I'm out of there. Where's Gibson? He's not beeping. <laughs> no, he's already on the ship back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not wait for the order to yeah, recall. Gibson's taken off his, uh, he's taken off his shit. He's running Mate, down. I'm nude down the back. I'm, I'm not in there anymore. I don't Mate, need someone to tell me to run. I'm out of there so fast. It's not funny. Yeah. I really did like that because, again, it showcases that she was tough and resourceful, but it also shows she takes control after that mm. when the ship crashes their, their, their dropship crashes and they're basically they're trapped she takes control but they let it they mm. let it like the Hickses and the Hudsons and that take the step back because they respect her for what she did before yeah. Yeah. to help them out so it's kind of that you're already seeing that she's she, and plus she's been in this situation before yeah and that's where Hicks really comes into it like yeah. prior to that he's another one of the another one of the Marines as soon as that happens and she's saying you know let's nuke the place or whatever and then Hicks is in charge and he just says exactly what she said and he's just like nodding at her and like yeah. you're you're the shit. I'm, yeah. I'm following your yeah. lead. Yeah. I really, really liked it. I thought that was that was an incredible again, tough female characters. I think that's really a James Cameron kind of trait. Yeah, he looking loves across that. his film films. Yep. And he does it really well. You're obviously talking about Natiri, right? <laughs> no, no, not really. <laughs> They're going more for you, know, Sarah Connor. Oh, right. They didn't even think it hurt. Yeah. No. But I really did like that. And again, Sigourney Weaver just steps up to the plate. You know, you take that, that same character as it's written and you put it in the hands of someone less forceful and is not as good an actress, I think you don't get the same yeah, 100%. Um, performance. So it's a really, really well, well done um uh, touch from him. What else? The scene where Burke sets them up mm. in the in the room with the face huggers, really really cool. I, I thought that was a really interesting way of bringing in the a, a human villain into yeah. the mix. Yep. And putting them in deeper shit. Yep. Now we've got this rogue idiot who wants to screw everyone, you know, basically, and was 
screwing up people's um, hot sleeping chambers so yeah. we can get them back and all this sort of stuff. You know, it kind of all comes out after that. Yeah. And like I said, it echoed Ash. It was it was almost the same. He was do, he, he was there for the same purpose, but yeah. they'd sort of painted him a little bit different earlier on. And then at that point, like you didn't see him. He, he, you didn't think any involvement in that was coming from him. Well, I didn't anyway yeah. until she got out of it and then Weaver just points the finger at him and says, you did it. Yeah, you I thought the face hugger just knocked the bars over and yeah. sort of escaped. Yep. Until oh, they do show that on. scene though where she's she's trying to get their attention and he just leans over. Oh, and I yeah, know yeah. that, but, but when up she until wakes that up point, and, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, when that's the only it, time I you finally realise, oh shit, he's yeah. in on this. It was yeah. when Burke did that and closed off. I'm like, he's he's in on it. But then when she sort of runs through his plan and stuff, I'm like, oh, I didn't think that deep. Yeah. Into it. I do. Okay, so he's turned off the monitor. We know he's he's in on it. He's heavily involved, but she did, did know quite a bit of detail. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, but did you know? I I just thought, oh, he's seen something that's convenient for him that he wants to get the alien back, but I didn't think it, it had gone to that level where she just deconstructed yeah. his entire plan. <laughs> I, I initially thought, like you, yeah, he wanted it to happen. That's why yeah. he turned the camera off. But I just fortuitous. Thought, yeah, I just the thought... The facehugger had got loose in there and it was just... Exactly. Whack. And they, they'd had that conversation about the money and that yeah. beforehand. He, thought, he said, I thought you were smarter than that. And then, exactly, it, it seemed like it was just, oh, this happened, and he's like... Here's my chance. Beauty. Bang. I just won't tell anyone. But yeah. no, it turned out he'd done it. So Man, I'm not sure why he thought she was smarter than that when she specifically said to him, you're going there to destroy everything, right? And then he had to give her his word. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At what That's point what did I'm she doing. give him the hint that she was going to be like, yeah, let's mm. make some money and bring I might be a little bit um, susceptible to a little bit of cash out of the table. <laughs> yeah. Mate, yeah. I'll be bought. Yeah. Give me a word. Easy. Yeah. Very strange. I do like the fact that they try to showcase that the aliens are a little bit smarter mm. um, and are working <clears> as a group. To cut the power, come through the roof, you know. Yeah, find the um, find the, the alternate entrances. It's not really a massive part of it, but it just sort of showcases that they are have got a little bit more going on than just charging at mm. guns and getting blood. They did do blasted. quite a bit of that though, but it also gave the hint of maybe they did that to just enough of the point where they ran out of ammo. Yeah, yeah. They like knew they that the ammunition would not yeah. last yeah. forever or whatever. And they kind of act, like you mentioned the word hive earlier on, they kind of act like a like a colony of ants where they've got their little, you know, the workers and stuff, they go in and they all of them just follow their own orders. But then later on, it kind of me, it reminded me of the uh, the raptors from Jurassic Park mm. where yeah. they, they do things and then they sort of just learn and, and figure out just little bits and pieces how to do solve different pro- problems. Yeah. Um, which makes them like all the more threatening. You think, oh, they're just running into guns, stupid bastards, and then all of a sudden they're cutting power. Yeah. They're finding all and routes going underneath the floor, yeah, I like um, through the roof, that sort of stuff. So I yeah. thought you were going to say Jurassic World, where they had a human sort of directing them, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of traffic, and they were <laughs> running with a motorbike. Star Lord jumps <laughs> on in there and says, "Hey, this way, <laughs> come on, guys!" Oh my god, I haven't seen that. <laughs> You're not silly. It's Prepare a yourself. Quite a bit of force. It's better than it sounds. It does sound worse. Yeah, people say that to me before, and they're like, "It's not as bad as you think." And I'm like, "How could it not be?" Yeah, but it's kind it's of actually right. better than it sounds. Once the power is cut. This is James Cameron at his absolute best. Yeah. The last 40 minutes are just almost perfect in the way they're executed. Well, um, the last hour and a half is just flat chat. Like, I, I, you watch an hour in a movie, an hour of a movie, and it's kind of what Cameron said. The conventional wisdom was you can't go for that long. Yeah. I guess the conventional wisdom is there because a lot of filmmakers can't give you an hour of, of a movie and then chuck another hour and a half on the Basically end as good the as this. Yeah. yeah. The last hour and a half is just awesome. 
Yeah. Well, the first hour was great too, but yeah. the last last hour and a half is just like, holy shit, this is just awesome. Oh, it's all great, but that 40-minute stretch when the power's cut and it's on for young and yeah. old is just awesome. Like, every yeah. part of that is just fantastic. Yeah. Just that huge shootout in the med lab that they've got and they're making their way out and then they're in mm. the tunnels and, tunnels and she falls, uh, Newt falls and then, you know, they're, they're after her and it's just fantastic. It's just key. And then Ripley goes back with all the guns and yeah. really unloads in there. <laughs> yeah. I love that bitch. She's yeah, just, yeah. just pouring randomly at everything. That's yeah. a really and understated all-time, uh, like, kidding out montage too, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. She's duct-taping the guns together yeah. and loading up and putting the cameras It's in. almost on par with Hot Shots. <laughs> <laughs> Where he puts on all that shit and then just falls over. <laughs> yeah. I actually really like the way they, ha- they built up when she gets in there too, when they built up the whole mother versus mother thing. Mm. Like how you see a couple of the aliens creeping in, but then they pull back when yeah. she's threatening the eggs. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. So we got you got your surrogate daughter, daughter yeah. in there now. Like, she's got her hive, and she's saying somehow saying back off because yeah, yeah. the eggs are in danger. Like, well, I yeah. think are they they kind of got a telekinetic thing going on, don't they? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah, seems to be that it way. Seems that's that's the way that it's working. I also love the way the standoff is cool. They're sort of it's a standoff, and then she just cocks her head and goes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that the way yeah, the egg opens up and yeah. she's just like fuck. Yeah, she's just left like, loose and she just she fucking empties the whole lot. Doesn't yeah. yeah, all the the ammo plus grenades plus yeah. bloody. She throws a grenade belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a little bit like Hellboy. That yeah, yeah. It's that just cool. it's just really really well done. And I think it's actually James Cameron. I think personally, I love most of his movies, but I think. His later films, are the scripts are not as good. I think this is probably his best movie, to be honest, for me. I think it's his it's best written there. and best directed movie. Yeah. True, I, I really love True Lies, just because it's this funny. <laughs> Terminator 2 yeah. is pretty Terminator, Terminator 2 is two's bloody fantastic. good too. Yeah. Terminator 1 too is damn good, but yeah. it just gets overshadowed because Terminator 2 had And that's so early in his effect. career. I think the further he's gone on, even though I don't mind Titanic and I don't mind Avatar, I don't think they're as strong. As he had a stretch stuff. where he was just at at the top of the pile. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've seen The Abyss in, yeah, in, I have. in a I while, but The Abyss it. is fucking great. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. So, yeah, he just had a, he, he had a run where he was just at the best of the best. Well, that's why he's where he is now. He can yeah. basically command, write your own check. You can hang on that for the next 20 years. Empty check and I'll, yeah. I'll make you a big, couple of billion dollars. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Avatar was good fun when you're watching it, but it doesn't hang with these ones. No, no, God, God no. no. I what also was, the, what was the, the, um, the precious material called? That was really... Unobtainium. Unobtainium. Yeah, that's you can't it. obtain it. <laughs> it's really hard to obtain. We'll call it unobtainium. Oh, Come on, James. James. You've done better. Yeah. Even Giovanni yeah. Ribisi couldn't spit that out without a grin. What a uh, stupid piece of shit. I do like the way, too, they shoot the battle scene in that when they cut the power because you're working with so many aliens, mm. it's obvious guys in suits. Yeah. It, it, it has to be. Yeah. But he sh- it's, it's in darkness with red light and the muzzle flashes are basically the only in. thing that's keeping the light coming. It's like so, a strobe, yeah. Yeah, and you're not seeing the aliens in full. Yeah. Because you need so many of them mm. to create the illusion that there's heaps. So you've got a few guys in suits. And you can sort of tell, but the way it's shot at least keeps them out of direct camera. Mm. Yeah, it's not directly in the camera. You're not sort of going, oh, gee, yeah. that looks terrible. I think the effects in this were the same. Like, 
they ramped them up to a point where it was there was a lot more of them overall there was a, there was more effects that they had to do of sort of the exteriors of the colony and that sort of thing but overall they hold up just as well and they they're, they're very comparable to the first one because like you said there is a couple of moments where you can see those seams but they shoot it enough that it's just like yeah it's That'll do. That's that's fine. Like it doesn't yeah. doesn't dull anything about the movie. No, my last big like is um, get away from her, you bitch. Yeah, it's a golden. What a line! Yeah, it's a golden one liner, and yeah. I think you know because the men have were getting away with it for so long in in eighties action. This is you know something different, but yeah, she delivers it with real. It. Real force and so on. Gusto, would you say? Balls, even. <laughs> with a jaw well, like that. she probably had a <laughs> <laughs> Um Getting back to that, though, you kind of mentioned the mother versus mother thing. That we kind of glossed over it early on when we talked about how, you know, her daughter had lived a whole life in the, in the 57 years and she died or whatever, and then she finds Newt and Newt's lost her family and she sort of takes on that surrogate role and they really sell that bond that she develops, even though she only mm. just met this girl. It's it's she's the same age as she her daughter was when she left, and it was the day before her birthday and all that sort of stuff she gets into. Um, or she said she'd be back for her birthday, and she really just transfers all that mother because for her it's you know maybe a couple of months before yeah. where mm. she never saw her daughter again, and yep. she so when she goes back in, you really believe that she would do that for yeah. when she gets you know she goes back into the alien colony to get her. Yeah, because you she don't made even that promise. You don't even think about it that Newt says, "Mummy," instead of "I met you yesterday." Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it is. It does work really, really well. Yeah. And I think it's another layer to the character. Oh, for sure. She's part yeah. ass kicker, but part yeah, motherly. Yeah, she's, she's like a lioness. Well. And I think I think that's part of the reason that the queen works. Yeah. There's parts of the Queen that I don't necessarily like that much, but I think overall it really works to have that, like we said, that mother versus mother dynamic. Yeah. It sort of shows itself at the end. Any other likes, people? Uh, we didn't really mention the Loader versus Queen scene at the end, which is pretty ballsy in awesome. itself. Yeah. Such a cool yeah. scene. Um, and and it she does grabs happen. it by the neck and it goes... <clears throat> yeah, and that thing like is like... It. Honestly, the size of a basketball. Yeah, That's the yeah, second yeah. head. The proboscis. Um, <laughs> just quietly, if that airlock opened while I was on the ladder, Godski. Oh, oh, I, I couldn't climb the ladder while the airlock was shut. I'm like, Can you throw me down a water bottle or something? I need a breather. I'm halfway up. I need ten minutes. If the airlock opens, I'm out. I'm the other thing I like about the uncle. loader versus queen is. She's got it by the head and it's using its tail. It's going yeah, like yeah. that. And it's just, just she's lucky that she's got the cage on. Yeah. It actually it actually reminded me because we'd mentioned Avatar and obviously, you know, the James Cameron similarities are there. But uh, when Quaritch and uh, the stupid Australian bloke's character in Avatar, I've gone completely blank. Mm, Jake, seen, um, Jake Sully. Yeah. When, when he's in his Avatar and they have that big fight at the end and Quaritch is uh, he's in that big mech suit yeah. and his glass gets punctured with the knife yeah. and he's trying to stab him. It's such a... There's so many similarities yeah. between this scene and that scene. Mm. Um, so, I mean, he's obviously gone back to the well with that one, which is why Avatar isn't as good. This was done, you know, 30 yeah, yeah. years before. And better. Oh, so much better. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I was watching that scene, I'm like, this is just Quaritch versus uh, yeah. Jake Sully. So. Yeah. It, it is a very good scene in Alien, so I must very admit cool. it's really, really well done. And just a quick touch on the special effects. I actually think um, they do a really good job with the facehuggers when they're moving, like when they're on the ground. They go, like, I actually think some of those actually look really good. Yep. Whereas in the first movie, you never really saw the facehugger They just moving. jumped at people. Yeah, yeah, they just sort of leapt out. Yeah. yeah. So they took the effects into another level. The Queen looks reasonably good. 
Yeah, well, you I think about that it's, you think about the scope. Just sort of drops out of the, yeah, like a like out of the carapace. Like it's like a big shell. Yeah, yeah, you think about the scope of it. Like the first one is is fairly well for the most part, other than when they go into the cavern. It's contained to the ship, and they got one alien. This one, they got heaps, and they got the hive. And when you think about the scope of it, I think it's 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 probably even more impressive. I actually can't believe this only cost eighteen million bucks. Same mm. as the first one, it cost an eleven. Yeah. It's amazing. You wouldn't get one scene out in Game of Thrones these days for yeah. that much money. <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot. It seems like a lot of money, and I'm sure back then it probably was. Yeah, but it's almost nothing today. Yeah. Going so. back to this, the the uh, the face huggers moving around, Coxie will appreciate this. Um, I saw a little bit of trivia earlier on when I was reading up. They used the Spydor toy from He-Man Love <laughs> as a model Love it. for the movement of the face huggers. They brought it in to see how it would move, and that's wow. where they got it from. So there you go. Spider-Man right. <laughs> reference. One of those great He-Man names too, like Fisto. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, looks like a, he looks like a skeleton. We'll call him Skeletor. This looks like a spider. We'll call it Spider-Man. What was Fisto's <laughs> Fisto superpower? Was the, you Fisto. laugh, but you had Fisto, mate. Yeah. The guy that could punch. That's all he could do. He, Let's he had call him fist. Fisto. Fisto. <laughs> this guy's name's John. John O. Oh. Well, they also had the guy who was supposed to be the... Um, the double for He-Man. He's name was yeah, Faker. Faker. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a guy with the tongue that was Lashall. Oh, was that like, I don't yeah. forget the cat. It was great. He was a bit oh. cringy, so they called him yeah, Cringer. Cringer. Oh, man. Genius. A lot of thought put into those. <laughs> Any other likes? I think we've, yeah, we've gushed. Yeah, gushed enough. suitably. Sure. Dislikes. Can I go first? Please. <laughs> Bill Paxton. Yeah. He's riding my yeah. wheel out. <laughs> what? Uh, f- I had he a feeling you were going to say that. Stands out. He's like I hate the guy in any movie he's in. I can't think of a I good love thing Paxton, he's done. But oh, quite frankly, the guy's having a shock. Over the he top. He sticks out like dog's balls in this movie. The, the whole thing. His whole thing. I get that he's supposed to be this arrogant dick, but if one of his teammates didn't shoot him in that movie, I can't. I can't go with it. He plays Someone it like a parody. Would shoot him in the face. Some of his lines aren't that bad, but it's the way he delivers them. He's got this real shit accent, and yeah. he's just the shit-eating grin on his face. Yeah, I'm, I'm not and... sure what he was going for. Yeah, I'm not. Like, I, at times, I kind of found him almost comic relief. A couple of times, like I do like a bit where goes, some people love. Oh man, I'm not going out there. Uh, Bishop goes, I'll go. Bishop should go, man. Yeah, yeah good yeah. idea. Like, but it's it's too like sometimes that would have worked, yeah. and then other times just level it out a bit. But he's he's. I'm just wondering, is this was that him or was Cameron like? Did Someone needed Cameron to wind him down to seven. Yeah, he was at just ten and a half. Just bring it down, bring it yeah. down a bit. I don't think anyone seven. really reined him in, and he's. It doesn't spoil it, but God. That's why That's I gave it a four. It. He's hamming it up. Hamming it up. Full point. Wow. Yeah. The game over line is it's like that's where it should have been at that point. Like yeah. the game over, man. Like you've just had your shit blow up. You're done. Yeah. Basically, that's when it's at that point. But he's at that pitch. The Every whole time he's time. on camera, he's either being an arrogant dick at the start, or he's fucking panicking and losing his shit completely yeah. at the end. And he just never has any new... There's no up and down. There's no nuance. There's no real nuance. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing to him. He's he he, he could have been box. killed off and we wouldn't have really minded, I don't think. Also, his physique is pretty tough to sell as a half. <laughs> He's talking some mad game at the start there. And Vasquez, <laughs> who's probably five foot four, looks like she would eat him yeah. for breakfast. Like... There's nothing that like he's got forearms like most people's big big so. fan of Vasquez though. Oh, she's awesome. She kicks Vasquez ass. is awesome. Yeah. And then she she just dies. She goes out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's go, yeah. guys. And her last line, you know, you were always an asshole. Yeah, like, that's just awesome. Yeah. It's the best way to go out. Uh, my my only major dislike, other dislike, it's, it's small, but 
after the shit blows up, and he says, "Game over, man. What what are we gonna do?" And Ryzen pipes up with. Why don't we build a fire and see some song? Yeah, <laughs> like, that was the, out of nowhere. Where the fuck are you? Like, yeah, come on, Paul. Well, I'm not that. doing that. You've I'll find sit- a place to hide. You've been sitting up in the comfortable chair at the back of the little sort of combat van yeah. thing we've got. Just uh, pipe down for the moment. Yeah, oh, my God. I'm just thinking, where did that come from? It seems like an ill-advised joke. Yeah. That yeah. then they left in thinking, oh, people might find that funny. But it looks like, serious. So he looks like he thinks it's actually a good yeah, idea, I'm, like... We need just, a bit of a team building exercise. I mean, what have we just gone through? We've just been attacked by a massive group of aliens who are all over the place, and our ship, our escape ship, has now exploded. Putting a fire together, raising some marshmallows, not on the edge. There doesn't seem to be a lot of trees around to build a fire yeah, with. Yeah, like, that's it right. looks like a pretty barren landscape. <laughs> but it's a James Cameron movie, so we can find one somewhere. Oh, sure. <laughs> Home tree. Yeah. <laughs> I had two. Again, they were fairly minor, but. The fact that the alien and the ship are found on LV-426 or whatever, just as Ripley wakes up, a little bit convenient. They say, oh, here, humans, 57 years. humans have been there for 20 years. And yeah. then, oh, shit, check this out. We're, you know, news family, we're rumbling down in this little vehicle. Look at this, this ship that nobody spotted in 20 years. Yeah. Just as this other bird that's been floating in space for 57 years Wakes up and Didn't tells us about Didn't they say something about that they, they, something they, were, about, they were terra firmers and they, they said was uncharted land or Something whatever. about Burke put the people up he to it or something like that. But was it there? after she had her board meeting thing where she was talking yeah, about the aliens? something like that. And did like he that. then send them as, like, to try and discover it as a biological weapon sort yeah. of thing? Yeah, yeah. that, that makes, makes sense. sense. That makes that makes sense. That makes sense. But at the start of the movie, it just felt a yeah. little bit... And then when she talks to Burke, I don't think it's as clear as it could be. But he Um, wouldn't make it that either because he's trying to be the good guy. Yeah. The other thing is the the last, the the minor dislike is the alien using the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. That door opened. It'll take me up. Yeah. I'm thinking you could have just had that elevator blown to shit and it scuttles up the fucking tunnel or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was, again, a minor thing, but it, it had everything but the ding. Now I have a machine gun <laughs> in it and yeah, you can hear like Leo Sayer playing on the <laughs> thing and it's just sitting there tapping its foot I was kind of hoping though, with that exact scene, I was hoping because there's a lot of suspense at the top of that where Ripley's standing there with Nuke yeah. and the door's opening and you're like, it's not in there. And I yeah. thought that'll be that'll be way, way that would make way more sense if if it opens up and it's not in there and then it climbs up over the edge of the line or something. Yeah. It would have made far more sense because, I thought. Yeah, that was a bit of a tough sell. But yeah, uh, again, I, I didn't really minor. Fairly I mean, minor. Because it's moving at such a quick pace, you kind of forget it. Yeah. Or, you, or you just forgive it. You just say, Oh yeah, well, who cares? We, we, no, we, yeah, well it's got twenty seven arms, it could probably hit yeah, the yeah. button hit the right button. Then the other thing is then where does that alien hide on that jump ship? So Bishop I think it had something to do with the, the um, landing gear, the landing gear getting caught yeah. and it was in there. Could Bishop not tell when he's flying? He's got like a, what, like a three-ton alien hanging <laughs> off the side of the jump Yeah, the, the coin was of, quite large. Yeah. There would have been a bit of drag there happening there. Yeah. And it probably would have just fallen off anyway. Yeah. Well, something. like yeah. it's, it, He's got to fly up into space. I but, don't yeah, know. Not only that, but they flew through a hell of a lot of explosions. It might have been sort of jogged into a crisp by that point. I think the idea was it got on the landing gear and the landing gear's then pulled up and it's but the, inside yeah. the ship. It's only debris that's caught in the landing gear though because it's kind of it's when he gets blown across from one of the other explosions he hooks onto like a railing yeah. and that gets caught in the but it, it, it seems weird because when they land the alien climbs down out yeah. of the undercarriage of yeah. the ship. It's I think it's meant to be a very thin space. I think yeah. it's meant to be that basically they didn't want to show you 
that it was yeah. on there. Yeah, of course. But it's insinuating that somewhere when it banged into a few things, it scooped it up. I don't yeah. know. If in an action movie, a bloke jumps and hangs off the you know the landing pad on a helicopter, the pilot fucking knows about it. Yeah. <laughs> so funny thing goes. Yeah, you'd probably know. Yeah. But that's they're all minimal. Very, as far as very I'm minimal. Concerned. We had to find um, something, or we wouldn't have this segment. So. Yeah, exactly. It would have been a quick five out of five. Yeah, for, for me. I mean, oh. this is this. Oh. <laughs> Game over, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game no, over. Seriously, Bill Paxton. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> he does no. have the distinction of the first man to be killed by all three: Alien, Predator, Predator and um, Terminator. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah, because he was one of the punks in Terminator. <laughs> but five out of five for both of them. Batting average, batting a thousand. Batting a thousand. Where can we go from here? Um, career's about to break down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Train's about to hit. I don't do, know. I haven't rail. seen it. Once again. I'll come in as a virgin. Thanks to Alistair for providing his very solid thoughts. Just um, leave us something to say next time. Next Alistair. time, Alien 3. Yep. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at thrillme at ionet.net.au. Or on our Facebook page, Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Until next episode, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or contact us at Thrill Me, or one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.